At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. and running on a Friday night live from the Circus Sportsbook and we had to make an audible today because the crew, Derek Stevens and company, are at the Golden Knights game after one period, one all, but we always have to have someone in studio. We cannot start a Friday show by ourselves. That would just be terrible. So let's bring in Arash Markazi, the host on uh, the Mightier 1090, just hanging out at last night over by, uh, over by Derek Arash. I said, you know what? You're coming in studio. I, we're not doing this all alone, so we appreciate it for uh, stopping by. Of course, thanks so much for having me. So what? Uh, what? I, you know, we, you had the infamous tweet yes. that went uh, that went viral. What was that last April? Was June? it June when June. like Vegas came back? Yeah, and just opened just back when up. everything opened. You know, so now, so yeah. now things are going to be back to normal. Right now, and so this was when things first became we thought normal. Right. No one was wearing a mask. No right. one was social distancing. It seemed pre-pandemic. And so it was a 50-50 split. There was so many people saying, oh, my God, I got to come to Las Vegas. This is great. And there were so many people saying, oh, my God, this is, the, this, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. And so many employees from the Cosmo called me, and they're like, we are scared. No one's wearing a mask. No one's social distancing. 
the governor, I believe, made a call, if I, if I heard yeah. correctly, yeah. and basically um, they had to put partitions up and masks and things like that. But thankfully, now that I'm here, well, we're good are now. back to normal. Yeah, things yeah. are great now, but but uh, I, I didn't mean to go down that rabbit hole, but, <laughs> but, but what I meant to do was you are a frequent visitor to, uh, to Las Vegas. Yes, I love Vegas. You know, I mean, there's always a connection between Los Angeles and Las Vegas. So I, I grew up... In Los Angeles, my parents would make the drive to Las Vegas, um, so been here for many, many years, but this is such a dream hotel and property, and I don't just say that because I'm sitting here, I mean, when you talk about what's happening behind us, largest sports book in the world, Stadium Swim, this is a fun place to be. No, no, you're not wrong. And, and look, I was going to say, uh, Tim didn't properly introduce you as Mr. Vegas, though. Mr. That, that, that's, that's what you are, Arash. Uh, but but uh, look... Uh, you have one L.A. team playing tonight, we obviously. Do. So the Lakers took care of business. They did. Yet last night, not surprisingly. Tim uh, Tim very happy since he's on his way to cashing a uh, nice little discounted ticket on the Cash series and prize. tickets. But, but Arash, uh, the Clippers are the story to postseason. 100%. So far because it's, you lose both games at home, and now you're down 20-6, to six, not even six minutes in right Here's now. Here's the problem with the Clippers. They had a moment in time. And when I say a moment in time, they really had 10 years here. I mean, you think about it. People want to knock this team for... This is the Clippers being the Clippers. No, the Clippers that I grew up with were, were the worst team in pro sports. Mm-hmm. Not even close. So, for the past 10 years, they have been a top five team. Whether it's Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, and Chris Paul. Whether it's now with Kawhi and Paul George. They've had a very good team. Mm-hmm. In Los Angeles, though, the only currency that matters is championships. You can't be a top five team during the season. You can't be a championship contending team. You have to be a championship team, and it is amazing to me. In the 50-year history of that franchise, they've never made it past the second round. So, Tim, like, I mean, I'm not even surprised at what I'm seeing, but this is still shocking. I mean, last year we were supposed to get Lakers-Clippers-Western Conference Finals. They wouldn't have been the same, right, because mm-hmm. they would have been in Florida. In but at least we would have gotten the Western Conference Finals that we all thought we were going to get. We are on our way as we sit here 22-6. to six. A sweep? Yeah. yeah, I would have never thought, and, and, and they gave up their entire future to put Kawhi and Paul George together, and I was all for that because you had to do that to be competitive in Los Angeles. They're about to open a new facility, $1 billion arena. You can't go in there with a mediocre team. You had to have a super team, and they did, and my goodness, the Clippers are about to at least fall 3-0. Yeah, we'll see how this game unfolds. I... I tweeted about it today, Arash, where I played the Clippers uh, in a three-leg money line parlay, kind of the bounce-back parlay earlier this week. It was the Nuggets on Monday; they beat the Blazers. It was the uh, it was uh, it was the Lakers, Lakers, yeah. And then it was the Clippers. The Clippers were the biggest favorite yeah. of the three. They were minus two eighty on the money line, and they come out and they lay a dud, and they're doing it again here against the Dallas Mavericks, and I really want to dive into this Clippers team and, yeah. and what we think of the Lakers as well, Arash, as you talk about all these teams so much on the Mightier 1090. So let's, uh, let's get things going. On a Friday night, it is the Nightcap here on VSIN. We are off 
off and running. It is a Friday evening from the Circus Sportsbook. We have a Game 7 in town. We've got a Los Angeles team getting hammered. We've got a sad Steve Ballmer, an excited Mark Cuban. We got it all on a Friday night. And Arash Markazi in studio. Check out his show weekdays on the mightier 1090 in San Diego from noon to 1. Arash, we do appreciate you uh, being with us. And let's keep it rolling with the Clippers. It is 26-11. to 11. Um, I, uh, I, I bet the Clippers tonight, uh, this, this could be a, a, a horrible decision. Uh, there, there were some analogies I was throwing out there. I don't know if I should use them for the air, <laughs> but basically calling someone late night and it just, it, I feel like I have to take a shower right now. I just, I, I, I hate where I'm at being on the Clippers. Uh, cause I have, I have crushed this team quite, quite a bit, uh, you know, last year, uh, thinking back to, they they make these acquisitions in Arash. Yeah. I'm curious just what the tenor was in Los Angeles because boy did they let you know we're we're the kings now. Yeah. We're the best now. And they'd done nothing. Kawhi had done something. Sure. Nobody else had done anything. And they played last year as if they had accomplished something, which of course they had had not. They blow a three one lead to the Denver Nuggets. This is an embarrassment. Now who knows if this holds it's the NBA, things get crazy, but they have no answers for Luka Doncic, and I don't know what happens to this Clippers team, Arash, no. after, if they are to get bounced here by the Mavericks. I mean, the, the domino effect, if they get swept or if they just lose in the first round, which it looks like they might, the number of people that will be affected by this, not just players, I think Kawhi's gone. I think Kawhi's looking at his career and saying, I can't hitch my, you know, my train to this way. Right. i got to get out of here. Um, a lot of executives will probably be gone. Uh, Ty Lue may be gone. Paul Pierce is that kind of guy who I think was just happy to be in Los Angeles. Paul George. Yeah, Paul, Paul George. Paul George is like, listen, he's there for the, the long haul. But this is, this is so disastrous for the Clippers brand, Clippers franchise. They have to figure out a way to be relevant in Los Angeles. They make this move not only to be competitive and win a championship, they had to make a mark in Los Angeles. And they make this move and they get... Um, they get Paul George, they get Kawhi, and they still can't get past the second round. By the way, that doesn't mean anything in Los Angeles. You have to win a championship to be a factor in Los Angeles. You look at the Dodgers, you look at the Lakers, you even look at the Kings, what they did. Sparks have won championships. The Clippers haven't won a thing. Not only that, they've never made it past the second round. So, Tim, I mean, they, they are really in a bad spot here. Real quickly, Jeff, before yeah. you jump in, yeah. uh, we got the uh, we have a Game 7 going on in town, too, uh, with the Golden Knights taking on the Minnesota Wild. Uh, Banksy called a goal <laughs> early. However, he said first 5, five and oh, first 10. 5.09. 5.09. But uh, the Golden Knights have taken the lead. Yes, Nicholas Haig with a, with a strike from just outside, uh, just inside the blue line gives VGK their first, their second lead of the night. They led one nothing, and then Zach Parisi scored for Minnesota to tie the game. But 17 and a half to go, second period, 2-1 Vegas, uh, just down uh, I-15 at T-Mobile. Uh, Arash, I want to I keep it with the Clippers, though, because you brought up something earlier. They're building the new arena. Yeah. And, again, it's the first year with fans at SoFi, yeah. just uh, right there with the Clipper, with the Chargers and, and the Rams. But you're building a new arena. You talked all the, all the smack that Tim brought up. Yeah. How are you expected to actually draw in that in Los Angeles if you're going to, again, have a bad team potentially if Kawhi leaves after this year because he can opt out? It's so tough because there is a, a kind of like a first team and a second team in Los Angeles. We are so blessed to have two teams mm-hmm. in like all the sports. 
And unfortunately, the Clippers and the Chargers are kind of in that same boat. The right. problem is the Clippers have been in Los Angeles for 35 years. <laughs> they've, they've, they've had their time to figure out a way to make a mark. They really have it. And so they've, they've had this 10-year period where they've been a top-five team. They've had superstar players. But if you don't win, you really burn the bridges of fans who want to support you. But if I support you and you let me down, and this is such an embarrassing performance. I mean, if they get swept, if this continues to happen, you're going to have a lot of fans saying, listen, I, I gave you 10 years. I joined the bandwagon when you had Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, and Lob City. Yep. I can't do it anymore. I can't waste my money on tickets. I don't want to buy new jerseys. I don't want to spend money. And that's the worst thing that can happen in terms of fans not caring. And I think that's what's going to happen with the Clippers. And unfortunately, you can probably see that with the Chargers. You know, people are saying, like, who's going to go support the Chargers? The opposing team, right, Kansas yeah. City Chiefs fans, the Denver Bronco fans, the Las Vegas Raider fans, as, as you know, they're, they're still like arguably the most popular team in Las right. Vegas. They're going to pack that place as well. Yeah, there's no doubt. I, I, I still don't. And it's got to be interesting for you doing a show in San Diego. Yes, is. Because I, what is the feeling in San Diego? I, I still don't. I mean, I do understand. Uh, Mr. Spanos decided yeah. one little loophole. He said, "Ah, oh, they don't want us," and, yeah. and they didn't, you know, check the whole, with the whole city. You know, I think this Chargers team is actually going to be pretty good yes. this year. They got lucky with Justin Herbert being yes. a superstar, yeah. right? And I, I like the moves that they made in the offseason. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it is it's a it's an unusual spot. They weren't selling out a soccer stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody in that town, what was it? Was it Bill Plaschke who wrote the, the column saying, nobody wants you here? Yeah, nobody. Listen, no, because here's the thing. If you wanted to go to a Chargers game, it was a two-hour drive south, and that's a, such a fun drive. You can right. take the train. It's a fun drive. No one cared about the Chargers, though. And so they moved here because they couldn't get a new stadium built, and so, but no, nobody want, wants them there. And so they're selling tickets on, like, 50 cents on the dollar. If you want to go see SoFi, I keep telling my friends, Go see SoFi. Go to a Chargers game. Go to, like, the worst Chargers game. Go to StubHub. You can get tickets cheap. You know, but no one cares about them. And, and, and the problem for them is they really thought, well, we're Southern California. We're, it's not the same. It's like we, we don't view the Padres as the same as the Dodgers. Right. We don't view the Chargers. Like, the Chargers, in my view, are not a Los Angeles team. Uh, uh, and also, shouldn't they have learned the lessons from the teams in Anaheim? Too? Oh, like, my God, like, yeah. I mean, even you though... You can't the, attach the yeah. Los Angeles name yeah. to the Angels. I mean, it doesn't... It makes no sense to me. Yeah, that, that, that's what the, the bizarre thing with that mm. move. And I look, the, the, like Tim said, the, the loophole the no, didn't get the new stadium, but... Again, I, I, I'm a Jet fan. I can't wait for when the Jets go there again to just be able to see that stadium yeah. for about a, a quarters on a dollar. There. The weird thing is the, 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 the dream scenario, and the league did not do their part in terms of like making this right. The Spanos family has such a history here in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and if they would have moved them to Las Vegas, Las Vegas would have embraced the fact that they have pro football. And the Raiders are still, and I will say, maybe the most popular team. They won the only Super Bowl that Los Angeles yeah. has. Mm-hmm. So if you move the Raiders there and the Rams there, so they're back home, and the Chargers came here, I think that would have been a little bit better. With the Chargers in Los Angeles, no one cares about them. That's a great point. Yes. If, if the Raiders had gone back to L.A. Mm-hmm. and the Chargers, because Vegas just wanted to well, Las Vegas Chargers, or you could have renamed it. By the way, I said from the beginning they should have rebranded that thing. The Los Angeles Chargers makes no sense. And they say, well, the city had the Chargers first. For one year, back in 1960, <laughs> they were the Los Angeles Chargers. Then they moved to San Diego because no one went to their games, and no one's going to their games now. Right. <laughs> By the way, the, uh, the Clippers make a little run here. It's All not right. 32. 
22-25. I think Luka's taking his first quarter rest, and that has uh, sparked this uh, this run here. Arash Markazi, the Mightier 1090. Check out his show weekdays, noon to 1 Pacific. Arash, let's get to the Lakers. Yes. Um, the sea has seemed to part. It's 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 incredible because all year we're looking at the Western Conference and and things. You're like, man, this is stacking. This is gonna be really difficult for them to get there. Chris Paul gets nicked up. Now they're looking a little bit healthy in that second half uh, last night. LeBron seemed to get his legs a little bit. He was playing a little bully ball. I was I was cracking up today watching the Jay Crowder move again. Yeah. He had a big smile on his face. <laughs> it was unbelievable uh, to see that. So it seems like things are going their way. We've talked about it a lot, uh, Arash. The Denver-Portland winner, it's a terrible matchup for either uh, one of 100%. those. And then... The Clippers, we thought would be, okay, this yeah. is who they're going to get, and now they might be out they in the first round. Sailing, yeah. And Utah hasn't looked great. So when you look at the Western Conference, do you see anyone knocking off the Lakers? No, here's the thing. I said from the beginning, if this team is healthy, they are the favorites. They should repeat. The problem is those last two games of the season, when they went to um, Indiana mm-hmm. and New Orleans, those were the only times that they were healthy this entire year. Mm-hmm. That was the only time we saw – you know, Davis and Drummond and LeBron James and Schroeder. And I mean, I said, if they're healthy, it's hard to beat this team. What, what they needed though, was some time to gel and play together. And last night, that was the first time that I'm like, this looks like a championship team. It was, it was tight in the first half, but I said, watch what they do in the second half. And they, by the way, this series is a wash. It'll be over in five. Chris Paul at least would have made this a I series. Know. He's not. He's putting on a jersey, but he's not himself right now. Um, things are getting a little testy. In yeah, this, uh, no, Patrick, Patrick Beverly's <laughs> doing his thing. I think they have to at some point, kind of, you know, get get a little testy. But yeah, but no. Listen, if if the Lakers are healthy, I mean, like you said, I think I thought the Clippers would have given them a run for their money. Utah's not going to beat them. Portland's not going to beat them. They're going to go to the finals, and then at that point, it's like, can they beat the Brooklyn Nets? Yeah, and I, I think, and we were talking about it last night, Arash, I, I look at the Eastern Conference now. The, the Bucks took a hit today with Dante DiVincenzo yeah. being lost, which is a bummer because oh, yeah. I look at the Bucks right now, and I love the way they're playing, and I really believe that at, at this point, now things can change, but at this point, I think the Bucks might be the most challenging team to the Brooklyn Nets. I would agree, yeah. Just because of Giannis, and they have no answer for him. Yeah. Um, so, or, or the Boston Celtics, who apparently are, are up seven right now. Yeah. Uh, as it, this might be on the, <laughs> on the way to a gentleman's sweep exactly. instead of just a full-on <laughs> sweep uh, by the Brooklyn Nets. But I look at three teams in the Eastern Conference, and it's kind of crazy to say this, Arash, because the depth of the Western Conference is, is so much yeah. better than the East. But I think you can make an argument that the four best – of the four best teams right now, if you had to pick them, you'd pick the Lakers, and then you'd pick Philly, Milwaukee, and uh, and Brooklyn. And that favors the Lakers in terms of, I mean, if they beat the Suns in five, and if they can beat, say, the Nuggets in rest five. Up. And rest up. If it's 5-5-5, five, 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 well, let's just say, for example, it is going to be a grind back east. And I still say I don't like the Brooklyn Nets makeup of that team. I think if there's some adversity there, that Kyrie, James Harden, KD dynamic, I don't love that. Um, I like the Lakers. And that's not just a homer pick. I, I, I was saying <laughs> that, that team was never healthy. And I said if LeBron plays like LeBron, if AD and Drummond and Kuzma, I mean, if, if that team can, can gel and play together, hard to beat. Finally, someone uh, from L.A. saying something positive about Andre Drummond. 
Here's the thing. He <laughs> knows he has to figure out how to play with Davis. Just right. when da- You need the Davis to play like a top five player. So get out of the way. Get out of the pain. I think he needs to come off the bench. I'm mm-hmm. not sure that he should start. But he's a fantastic pickup. And so I, I think there's a role for him. I think this is a one-and-done year for him sure. in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. But there is a role for him. Yeah, and I mean, you look at this, you know, and, and Jeff, I'll let you jump in here. But, yeah, you look at Dwight Howard last year, exactly. Rondo. That's what this Lakers team's kind of – I mean, Dennis Schroeder's probably a one-and-done. I think so, yeah. too. So you're doing a show in San Diego. Yeah. You live in Los Angeles. Baseball's two best teams are in those cities right oh, now because the, so the Padres and the Dodgers are, are, oh. are incredible rivalry. All the games they played so far yeah. this year have been great. What just what are your thoughts on on, it's on those two teams? The best rivalry. I mean, it began last year, and I was so bummed that the fans in Los Angeles and San Diego did not get to enjoy that in person. But you could feel that in Texas when they played each other. Those two mm-hmm. teams do not like each other at all. The series that they had at Petco, the series that they had at Dodger Stadium, fantastic. I love that Circa, by the way, has that signage in the oh, back. Yeah. That's, a, that's a great, uh, you Derek know, team. Loves it too. Too. Derek knew what, what, I mean, that team is exciting. Um, listen, the National League West for years, I mean, for the past 10 years, it was not even a question. The right. Dodgers were going to win it. This is fun this year. It's good for the baseball. We've always had for years the Yankees and the Red Sox. Dodgers-Padres is fun, and the seeds were planted last year, and it will continue this year. These teams hate each other, but the talent that you have on those two teams is so much fun to watch. What is the juice like in San Diego, you know, doing the show down there with, I don't know, I, I would say right now the face of baseball, Fernando Tatis. Fernando Tatis, that's right. I mean, he's you know, on the cover of MLB The Show. Yeah. He's got all this swag, and he backs it up, and I love it. I mean, I know Tony La Russa probably wouldn't love it, but I, I think <laughs> I think the majority of people, this is the type of player that that we need, baseball fan. I'm a baseball fan, and, and you evolve with the times, and they're yeah. having fun. And that's, and that's what I like about Trevor Bauer, too, is oh, he yeah. does his thing, too, but he's if fun, you yeah. get him, he's like, all right, I'm not going to hit you. I'm, you beat me. Okay, no big deal. But what is, what is the feel in San Diego? Because oh, yeah. it's a unique sports town in the sense that, look, they live on the beach. It's, it's yeah. paradise in America down in, uh, down in the corner of the, of the United States. So what is their uh, backing of their team? What's the passion of the Padres? It is a one-team town now, and now that they have a team that's competitive, you know, for, for, for the past 10 years, they have not had a competitive team. They love the Padres. So now that the Padres are competitive, and not just competitive, have superstar players, mm-hmm. they love that, that, that team. And I would encourage people watching. Petco Park is such a fun place to go. Mm-hmm. Now, June 15th, 100% capacity. Ooh. You can go get some uh, California burritos, get some fish tacos, go by the beach, enjoy yourself. It is such a fun place to go watch, uh, well, watch games. But you're right, Tim. They, all the focus is on the Padres now. You know, it's not on the Chargers. It's not on this team or that team. They love the, they love the Padres. And so the fact that they're competitive, and you only go back to last year when they advanced to the division series, they packed the streets. Again, it was during the pandemic, but they were, they were so happy. And there were some, you know, because they see they have some apartments. Yeah, they I remember that. So yep. there, were, there were some people who had, who had parties. But I'm so glad that the beginning the next month, two weeks from now, packed Petco Park, packed Dodger Stadium. I can't, I can't get, wait to get there. I've yeah. never been to either stadium. Oh, Arash, before we let you run, we got 30 seconds. Yes. Arash Markazi, the mightier 1090, noon to one every weekday. If I gave you $100 right now on your way out, yes. would you take the Padres at plus 635 to win the World Series or the Dodgers at 3-1 to one to win the World Series? 
I put some money on the Padres just because like, I like the up for But listen, I think the Dodgers are going to win. People were concerned about the Dodgers. They're healthy back. Cody Bellinger's back. The Dodgers are going to win it. But just for fun, Tim, I would put some money on the Padres. All right, there you go. Check his show out each weekday in San Diego, the Mightier 1090, Arash Markazi. Man, I'm glad we bumped into you yesterday. So much By the way, check out his Twitter feed. He had a big boombox on his shoulder yesterday. You got to bring that home back to, back to L.A. It's the nightcap here on Beeson. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know. But I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs> you blink and things change at T-Mobile Arena. It is a a juicy night here. It is a Friday, so that always makes things better. That's Jeff Parles. I'm Tim Murray. Thanks again to Arash Markazi, the Mightier 1090, also many years at ESPN as well. And, you know, how about this as Dallas just... Another three. 
banked in a three, but we were looking down and talking to Arash. Um, the Clippers have battled all the way back, and it is now a one-point one point. game. Kawhi Leonard just buried a three, so 37-33. That's why we don't tear up tickets. You know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll ride this one out. Hopefully they can come home on the money line. We talk, I talked about it last night. The, the parlay I played was Hawks' money line, which they ended up covering. Uh, great spot for the Hawks. They win, and feeling good about my series price there. And the Clippers, which I, I don't know how to feel because Luka Doncic just buried a three. This dude, I, I don't know how you stop him. And clearly, the Clippers don't know how to stop him, Jeff, because nope. he has been unguardable, and he is four for five for three uh, in this game so far. And right now, as we keep an eye on this game and try not to do play-by-play, Kawhi Leonard has gone into full takeover mode just saying, get out of my way. I'm really aggravated at myself that I didn't play the over in this game because the over didn't adjust enough. It closed 219 and a half, which would, especially after the last game where the Clippers have become completely defense optional, Tim. Yep. I, I just, that number seemed like it was off. And of course I didn't play it and we're looking like we're going to zoom over here. We're already at 80, not less than two minutes into the second quarter. Luca's unstoppable. Uh, Tim Hardaway still hasn't missed a three. It's uh look, this is a, you should feel pretty good about yourself right now because this could have been a total just yeah. destruction, 20-point game the whole way through, and the Clippers at least showed some fight, acting like a team that is down 2-0. Uh, so within four, but your, your guy Zubat just missed a, an easy jump hook. So I know I know he's your guy in this series, Tim. <laughs> Why is he in? Why? Why <laughs> is he playing at all? They, they got a switch on him. And he's guarding Luka. Now, that's something that Dallas obviously tried to do, but no, good goodness gracious. 42-38 uh, to 38 is the score there. How about the end of three in Boston, and the Celtics just outscored the Nets by eight in the third quarter. They lead 96-84, to 84, Jeff, in this game. Kyrie Irving has just eight points in his yeah. return to Boston. Now, he's been there before, but... <laughs> Um, has he? Well, he was there yeah. once with, without fans earlier this right. year. He played one of those games. But uh, eight points for him. James Harden has 26. Kevin Durant has 29. Jason Tatum, ladies and gentlemen, 40. He's awake tonight. He's had awake nine tonight. points in game two. He's got 40 tonight. And the Boston Celtics, I could tell you one thing, and I'm not uh, trying to bring up bad plays. I, I thought long and hard about it, but... I bet you the majority of the people out there fired away on the net second half because it was, what was it, seven? And they were down three at the half. Guilty as charged. Four. It was Guilt, were... Guilty as charged. I mean, uh, I, I got I, it, I, man. I, 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 I didn't listen to Aaron. Aaron was, Aaron was right. Uh, but, I, I, hey, look, it's it just it, one of those nights. One of those nights. It's going to happen yeah. in, in the NBA every once in a while. But, look. Would it shock you if Brooklyn came back and won this game still? No. Wouldn't shock me one bit. They had hit three in the first possession. They're uh, back within nine. But, look, uh, if you're the Celtics, if you're winning a game in this series, it probably was going to be tonight. So, uh, credit to them to come out and play a, play a really good game so far. And Brooklyn's defense has been, uh, has been lacking, to say the least. Well, they, I mean, and that's going to be the big question to me when it's Nets and Bucks is – we know that they've got the firepower, mm-hmm. and they do play up to their opponents, but 
When these two teams played in, in early May, granted without James Harden, which is a massive uh, hole in your lineup, they lost both games. Giannis had a 49 spot in one of them. I don't know how they stop him, and that's going to be I, – I, I think right now, Jeff, that is the most intriguing and exciting series in the entire playoffs that we can get at any point. Maybe I, Lakers-Nets. You could, you could argue any combination in the Eastern Conference Finals as long as the Sixers don't choke to the 4-5 winner, which they should. But I, I think Bucks, I think the Bucks right now are playing better than the Sixers. And I think because they have Giannis, now Philly has Joel and B. Six half dozen the other. But. How, how, how much is it, though, that the Miami Heat, after losing game one, have just packed into 10? No, they're done. They completely packed it. In. Absolutely. Game is over. Lake, we thought the, the Clippers game was over early on, but they have said, not so fast, my friend. Get you updated also. We got a game seven on the ice just down the road. Get you updated. Is VGK going to be headed on to take on the Avs? It's the nightcap. You're on Visa. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have ticked it off? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
NHL and NBA playoffs are here, folks, and our experts are covering every angle to find betting edges. VEASAN hockey expert Andy McNeil is tracking all the NHL action, and our senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel has all the hoops insights. Our experts and the entire team here at VEASAN give you all the tools to make the most of every bet on the playoffs, including odds and analysis for every game on VEASAN.com, and of course, our daily members-only best bet email. Now is the time to cash in this playoff season. Sign up for your 10-day free trial. Head to vcin.com backslash subscribe. It is the nightcap here on vcin. That's Jeff Parles. I'm Tim Murray. And before we get you updated on Clippers and Mavericks and Nets and Celtics, how about we talk a little game seven, 542 to go in the second period, Jeff. The hometown crowd is quite pleased. Yeah, this has actually been a pretty wild game. Yes, just it has. Die fifteen here at uh, here in Vegas. Good use of four, uh, wild there. Oh, uh, no, no, no pun intended. Four uh, four goals in the second period so far in this one, yep. and three of them have been for the home standing Golden Knights. Uh, so Janmark uh, scored the first one of this one in the game uh, in the first period. Parise scored the second one, and then Hague Pacioretty. Welcome back, Max Pacioretty, who hadn't played in a month, and then Zach Whitecloud. Uh, the most recent goal for Vegas. It is four two. It, the game has already gone over. It was a yep. five and a half, and it was heavily juiced to the under five and a half as well. So, cash those over tickets. Uh, regardless, there was a five out there as well. I saw uh, closer to uh, to uh, puck drop yep. as well. But regardless, doesn't matter what number it was. It went over, and VGK, who was a favorite throughout this series, trying to avoid blowing a three-one lead for the second time in three years, has a two-goal lead with 25 minutes to go. I would say you feel pretty comfortable right now. Just avoid a major penalty that's not a major penalty like two years ago, and you're probably all right here. In-game total is eight and a half. So that's complicated, though, because two-goal game, mm-hmm. you're, and if it stays a two-goal game through the next, let's say, 20 minutes of play, so about five and a half minutes to go in the third period, Minnesota's probably pulling a goalie with five minutes to go. Yeah. So that's one of those where if you're betting it under, even though you may seem, oh, it's an elimination game, things will get tighter, you may end up with two. You may end up with a few empty net goals here. So I'm a little bit wary on taking a taking an eight and a half, uh, seven and a half. I definitely wouldn't take right now. But eight and a half, I'd be a little bit concerned about empty net goals. Here. Yeah. By the way, the uh, closing line here at uh, at circa on the money line for Vegas was minus one ninety four. Uh, the closing puck line was plus one fifty five. As Breaking news. The Los Angeles Clippers have the lead, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. That does not make this guy unhappy. Uh, some, I mean, when Arash Markazi was in here to start the show, I'm thinking, my gosh, I can't believe it. I'm going to have to uh, you're behind again. take a shower. It, it, it is <laughs> it's still, this Dallas team, I'm, I don't know. I, I've said I would bet them in the second round series against, if it's Utah, which I think we most believe it will it be. It will be. But, are they going to continue to shoot like this? It is ridiculous Yeah, I, how I, well they are shooting. They are 10 for 16 from three tonight. They have been shooting out of their minds. As they hit it. It, it is it's incredible, this run. It is not sustainable. They're going I, to hit a cold stretch, whether it be this series, next series, Western Conference Finals. They're going to get really cold, and that's why I think, you know, if you're the Lakers – 
You're like, give me the Mavericks. Oh, of course, of course. Give me the Mavericks. Of course. Because they actually know how to play defense. If you're, look, if you're out of the bottom of the bracket, it doesn't matter who comes. Again, we assume the Lakers, and there'll be, they're minus 900 today to beat Phoenix. And, right. And they're going to be a big favorite against whoever wins that Portland-Denver series. Of course you want Dallas. I, I, the, again, even with what we've seen out of them in this series, I still think they're of the three teams you could possibly see out of the top of the bracket. You wouldn't see Memphis. They're still the weakest of the three for the Lakers. So I think the Lakers would match up great with anyone left from the top of that bracket, but especially the, the Mavs if they get by this series and then get by Utah, assuming Utah takes care of business in Grind City. Luka Doncic, his uh, his. Over-under tonight was 29-and-a-half. He already has 18 points. By the way, if you're wondering, yep, he's already over his three-point prop. <laughs> Three-and-a-half was the prop. He's hit four tonight. He's four of six. Uh, Seven-and-a-half rebounds, nine-and-a-half assists was where he stood prior to this game. He's got six boards, four assists. He's well on his way. It feels, Jeff, to a triple-double. And I think we're going to have – this game is going to go back and forth. Man. You know, game one, where the Clippers led, no, game two, excuse me, where the Clippers led 73-71 at halftime and then just absolutely fell apart in the second half. I don't, I mean, I guess it could happen, but I don't think that's the way this game unfolds. I, it, it just feels like this is going to be the type of game where it's just going back and forth. And Wow, Tim Hardaway, Tim Hardaway just missed, missed a three. three. Wow. That's not allowed. Is it even, I don't even think that was humanly possible. <laughs> So it's going to be, this is going to be a fun one. Yeah, back and forth the And whole if way. you bet the Kawhi over, and Paul George, give him credit. I, I am one to point out that he is historically one of the worst playoff performers, like of all time, uh, as is Lou Williams, who played pretty well tonight for the Hawks. But he's got 20 points, Paul George does. He's two for two from three, and he went one for seven in game two, nine of 11 from the field, now 10 of 12. So right now... Paul George is playing well. He deserves some credit. He's playing well in a must-win spot. Uh, the two big boys for the Clippers and George and Kawhi have 38 points. And and what's ironic was, Jeff, when we talked about the Clippers, it was, oh, it's not just Kawhi and Paul George. They've got so many other pieces. Do they? Well, Luke they play, Kennard, they play Luke Kennard, who they're paying $80 million, doesn't, even, doesn't play. Uh, Zubat's... Uh, should be sewn to the bench. Um, you know, Reggie Jackson isn't doing a whole lot. Nicholas Batum is not doing much. Know, you see these plus minuses tonight for the Clippers. The the starter, I mean, Reggie Jackson's a minus 12. Senior, more seniors are minus 10. And then Terrence Mann, Terrence plus, Mann 21. plus 21 with two points. Rondo hasn't scored and has three assists and is plus 13. So it's the bench with Paul George and Kawhi that have flipped this game back in the Clippers' favor. If the Clippers win tonight, and we're a long ways away. They lead by three. I, what do you think the series price goes to? Ah, uh, well. So what was what was it again today? With plus two eighty, right? I thought it was. I don't know if it rose, but it was yesterday. It was only plus two hundred two two. There you go. Plus two twenty five at DraftKings. Okay, so actually, I I flipped it. The Mavs were minus two eighty. Right. So th- there you go. But. Oh, man. I don't think the Clippers should be favored, but I wouldn't be shocked if they are. And I wouldn't be shocked. The past couple of days, I've been kicking myself. Not playing the Brooklyn Nets to sweep. They're down 10 with 6.22 to go. Yeah, it's a good thing you didn't play it, Tim. Like the guy, <laughs> like the guy from the last dance. Huh? <laughs> Could Julio Jones end up with the Los Angeles Chargers? Would that get some fans to SoFi Stadium? 
Probably not, but it might make them really good. We'll talk about, not the Chargers, we'll talk about the Rams. How about that? We'll do that next, right here on the Nightcap. into the Indeed.com studio. Resumes are good. Resumes with an Indeed skills test are better. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Jeff Parles, Tim Murray. Lakers not playing tonight. Uh, that would be the Clippers. Clippers, 53-52 lead. Make it 55-52 with four minutes to go. And we are absolutely on cover watch here. Lakers my goodness. Clippers laying two. I got L.A. on the mind and can't uh, figure out which team I want to talk about. The Golden Knights lead 4-2, to two, end of the second period, closing uh, second period. And the Boston Celtics up eight on the Brooklyn Nets right now. Tim Hardaway just made nose three. Oh, I'm shocked. <laughs> we'll take a quick break from the NBA and NHL action, and uh, we'll stay in the City of Angels. There's been a theme this, this first hour a lot of uh, a lot of Los Angeles talk. Yes. We'll bring in Sosa Cremendez, who is the host of the Locked On Rams podcast, and also does some work for PFF as well. Uh, Sosa, interesting today, and over the past couple of days with the Julio Jones news, there were odds put out there at DraftKings about where he would ultimately land. The Rams opened sixty-six to one to be the landing spot for Julio Jones. They are now the second favorite at 5-1. to one. What is the reasoning behind this movement? Do you think Julio Jones could ultimately land up with the Rams? Yeah, you know, like you said, it's kind of hard to believe, honestly, because at the end of the day, you know, the Rams do have a very deep wide receiver call right now, arguably one of the deepest in the NFL. Um, don't have a ton of money, don't have a ton of assets to trade either. But at the end of the day, you look at the Raheem Morris connection, the former interim head coach of the Atlanta Falcons last year. He's now the defensive coordinator for the Rams, so there is that connection. And not only that, but there was some media talk as well. Peter Schrager, Steve Weich, both of NFL Network, who are very plugged in with the Rams specifically, they both said, don't count the Rams out. And then, you know, the odds obviously shifted as well. And so, at this point, I don't think it's fair to rule them out. And, you know, it is kind of surprising at the end of the day with just how stacked they are at wide receiver. But this is clearly a team that does believe they have a Super Bowl window open right now. You look at all the other moves they've made, trading for quarterback Matthew Stafford. I think it suggests that, you know, they're really ready to ramp up their offense. Not only that, but they do legitimately think they can compete in the NFC to try and represent the NFC in the Super Bowl this season. So I think along those lines, it kind of makes sense. You know, is Atlanta going to be willing to trade him within the conference? Maybe a different question, but at the end of the day, you know, I think the Rams are a legitimate contender to actually land his services here. So, so, so I'll just ask you this on, on, on Julio then, because you mentioned it, and I agree with you, one of the best wide receiving cores already for the Rams. Would this propel them, if they were to get Julio, to being the best wide receiving core in the NFL? You know, I think it potentially would, because uh, at the end of the day, Sean McVay talked about it all offseason. The Rams wanted to get more explosive on offense, and that was, you know, their number one thing on offense. They wanted to get more explosives, create more explosive plays, as opposed to always needing to rely on these, you know, 12, 15 play drives. And that's why they go get a Matthew Stafford, who's one of the preeminent, you know, deep ball throwers in the NFL. You look at the additions of guys like Deshaun Jackson at the wide receiver room. 
second round pick Tutu Atwell, both guys that run four three forty. So it's very clear that they've made it, you know, a very clear point that they want to get faster on offense. They want to get more explosive. And I think adding Julio Jones to that wide receiver room, a true alpha, a true number one, really does tilt the odds in their favor there to, you know, arguably be the deepest wide receiver room in the NFL. And he is that one key piece that just changes coverage, you know, that a lot of guys can't do it like he can when it comes to dictating how safeties play, dictating how corners play, being a guy that you want to bracket on the defensive side of the ball because he's so dominant. I think he would bring that to L.A. and arguably, you know, they would be the best wide receiver core in football. Sosa Kermenjez joining us at QBs, that's plural, MVP on Twitter, uh, does work for PFF, also is the host of the Locked On Rams podcast. Um, defensively, somehow you mentioned no money. I don't think anybody, I know I didn't, think they could keep Leonard Floyd, and they did. Uh, they, they did some... Uh, cap jujitsuing and they they were able to figure out how to keep Leonard Floyd around but the loss of Brandon Staley their defensive coordinator you know staying in town but going to be the head coach of the Chargers as you mentioned Raheem Morris is now their defensive coordinator Uh, he's been around for quite some time what do you make of the defense this year will it take a step back at all from being one of the league's best last season you know I think I think they will Uh, ultimately you look at Brandon Staley the Rams pretty much ranked first across the board in every major defensive metric last season. And one of the things is obviously, you know, he's brilliant schematically, and I think he's going to bring that to the Chargers. And the Rams are obviously going to lose out a little bit on that with Raheem Morris now taking over. But not just that, you know, at the end of the day, they also need to call the right plays at the right time because it is sort of like a chess match between the offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators when you're in the game. And Brandon Staley, you know, he proved to do a very, very good job at calling the right plays at the right times knowing when to adjust, knowing how to adjust, not just having you know strong game plans going into the game. So I do think they will regress. I think it's just so hard to repeat as the number one defense in the NFL. They did lose a few good players as well. John Johnson, one of the best safeties in football. Troy Hill, a very good nickel cornerback. So I do expect some regression, but you, know, you mentioned Leonard Floyd. They still have Jalen Ramsey. They still have Darius Williams, Aaron Donald, of course. So I do think they still can be a top 10, top 12 unit, but I do ultimately expect some regression on that side of the ball. So, so let's let's go to the the big to me the biggest acquisition that anyone in the NFC basically made all offseason, and that was the Matthew Stafford deal, uh, sending Goff to Detroit, all those draft picks, and of course Stafford going to LA. Uh, just how big of an upgrade do you think Matthew Stafford is from Jared Goff in this offense that McVay is running? I genuinely think that it is quite a big upgrade now. You know, Matthew Stafford's been in the NFL for a long time, I think 12 years now. Um, What's funny is you typically don't think a guy that's 33 years old hasn't hit his peak yet, but I don't think he's ever played in an offense as talented as the Rams currently are. I don't think he's ever played for a scheme as good as Sean McVay's is. And ultimately, I think this is going to be the best play caller he's ever had in his career, too. So I do expect Stafford to hit a new peak that he hasn't hit yet in his career. You look at the arm talent, his ability to change throwing angles, arm motions, I just think he's a lot more cerebral than Jared Goff was, you know, above the neck in terms of reading defenses, not making those crucial mistakes at the worst times, those backbreakers, the interceptions that turn into pick sixes. And ultimately, you know, the Rams were arguably one of the least explosive offenses in football last season. And Matthew Stafford, even with a lot of injuries on that def- on the offensive side of the ball, sorry, for the Lions last year, still managed to create a lot of big plays. So, 
You know, I think Sean McVay really wanted to get back to that, that 2018 style of offense that he had with the Rams. And I do think Matthew Stafford's going to allow him to do that. And I do think ultimately it is going to be quite a big upgrade over Jared Goff. Here at Circa and uh, in most spots, Sosa, the over-under on wins, now 17-game schedule, is 10.5. And And here at Circa, it's uh, 10.5 and it's even money to the over. Uh, how do you see this season, you know, unfolding? My my biggest concern, I'm curious, yours is the depth. We saw how, you know, they they've gone in, they've spent a lot of money on their stars, and when everyone's healthy, they're great. But as we saw last year in the playoffs, Aaron Donald gets banged up, and there's a big drop off. So, is that the biggest concern you have? And what do you think about ten and a half wins? I think it is the biggest concern for sure. They're a very top-heavy roster, like you mentioned. You know, barring anything catastrophic, they should be a good team, and I do expect them to, you know, exceed that 10.5 win mark ultimately if they can stay healthy and if they gel relatively quickly with the new pieces on offense and the new D coordinator. But, again, you know, they're very top-heavy, so any big injury would really impact this team in the worst way, probably more than it would, you know, any other remaining team in the NFL. Not only that, but they are in arguably the best division in the league at the end of the day in the NFC West. So you could probably expect, you know, six very tough games in that exact uh, conference and in that division there. So um, ultimately, I do think if they can stay healthy that, you know, betting the over is always risky when it's that high. But I mm-hmm. do think that it would be a pretty good bet. But at the end of the day, yeah, like you mentioned, um, any depth, any kind of injury would definitely could be a big blow for uh, the betting odds there. So, so on, on our screen right now, we have the odds for the NFC West uh, from DraftKings. The Rams and the 49ers currently co-favorites at plus 180. The defending champion Seahawks uh, at 3-1, to one, and then the Cardinals bringing up the rear at 6-1. to one. Uh, Just how do you handicap this division as a whole? Because, as you said, a, a very deep division yet again. And, uh, again, uh, the two years ago, Niners in the Super Bowl and then multiple playoff teams a year ago. Yeah, that's a very hard uh, you know, division to actually look at and try to bet because you look at the 49ers, they're going to be bouncing back this season. I think they obviously have an upgrade at quarterback. We don't know when the rookie is going to be coming in and uh, Trey Lance is starting there. And then obviously on the defensive side of the ball, they suffered a litany, a litany of injuries last year. So that could be a roster that bounces back pretty quickly. You look at the Seahawks, always relying a ton on Russell Wilson. So you know a lot of question marks there, but at the end of the day, He's probably still the best quarterback in this division, and ultimately this is a quarterback-driven league, so you might want to put your money there. And then the Cardinals, at the end of the day, they made a ton of big moves You know, this offseason, adding guys like J.J. Watt, adding guys like A.J. Green. They are you know, quite a big-name roster at this point. They don't have exactly that um, history of success under Cliff Kingsbury just yet, but Kyler Murray, also one of the most young and you know intriguing talents in the league right now. So very hard division to bet, you know, ultimately – I do like where the Rams are at. The 49ers are a little bit risky, in my opinion. But if you're trying to play the odds here, I might actually go with Seattle at the end of the day. Um, They still have the most proven quarterback. And ultimately, I think the odds are a little bit interesting compared to the uh, 49ers and the Rams, who are obviously co-favorites, like you mentioned. You can follow him on Twitter at QB's MVP. That's QBS MVP. He is the host of the Locked on Rams podcast and also a contributor to Pro Football Focus. Sosa, appreciate the time, man. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys for having me. There he is. Sosa Cremenge has uh, uh, given us some good knowledge there on the Los Angeles Rams. Um, yeah, it is a, it's a, I think, the best division in football in the NFC West, top to bottom. Um, and the Rams, you know, going out, I forgot about Deshaun Watson. This, your first draft pick was Tutu Atwell, who's five. 
eight a buck twelve, but he's so shifty and so fast. It'll be a fun team to watch, but my biggest worry is that depth. We've got halftime in Dallas. We've got closing minutes in Boston and the two periods in Vegas. Everything you need to know up next right here on the Nightcap. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.